0: Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of John La Speaks. So we have been discussing Jesus' journey to the cross and the cross over the last week as we prepare and gain for Easter. And today I want to discuss the death of Jesus. It's probably one of the most touching scriptures in the Bible. And like this past week, what I'm going to do is I'm going to discuss the bible scriptures and i'll use matthew john luke and mark but i'll focus on matthew because matthew's account was very comprehensive and i'll infuse scriptures from other books of the bible at the same time it's like i'm reading a story so i'm going to also be digressing a bit as i read through and as the holy spirit leads end of day i pray that holy spirit helps me discuss this the way he wants me to discuss it and i pray that you are blessed from it and I also I also pray that if you are in doubt of the love of God for you in any way, shape or form, that right now you begin to experience the magnificence of God's love for you. As I read this story in Jesus' name, amen. So let's continue. So I'm reading from Matthew 26 verses 45 down to I think it's 63. And so I read. From noon until three in the afternoon, darkness came over all the land. About three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a, a loud voice, Eli, Eli, Lemma sabachthani," which means, My God, my God, have you forsaken me? Even now, I can imagine the groan in his voice when he utters those words. Like, Father, this is hard. You have forsaken me part is so touching. I trust imagine the hurt in his heart at that point in time. But you see, God did not forsake Jesus. He was right there as is right there with you right now, no matter what you're facing. He was there when they were nailing him on the cross with those massive nails. When they beat him, humiliated him, every single thing God experienced with him. But he was silent to the point where Jesus felt, ah, you have forsaken me. But trust me, he felt every single thing. And it's like what happens when we go through testing seasons or trial seasons, which is like writing an exam. The course was Jesus' exam on earth. That was the final task he had to do on earth. So God was there, but he wouldn't do anything. The same way you have a teacher, you know, not helping their students to pass an exam because that's cheating. Do you see how Jesus passed the exam in flying colors? like wow that's like the hardest exam ever and if you're listening to me right now and you are in, in an exam season as i've just explained here where you feel god is silent going through trials i pray for focus i pray for focus the way jesus focused on his assignment i pray for strength understanding so that you come out in flying colors too from this season in jesus name amen remember god is right there With you. He hasn't, I will never leave you. Even if you feel that he's left you or is silent. He is right there. Keep calling on God and I pray he shows you signs that he's with you, even at that time. You know, this is why Jesus sympathizes with us as he was mad and went through all those emotions, all the pain, the suffering, the struggles, the seasons, the joys of being human beings and the exams. That's why he's our high priest and he can intercede for us to the Father. So let's continue with Mark's account. So verses 47 of the same scripture. When some of those standing there heard this, They said, he's calling Elijah. Immediately, one of them ran and got a sponge. He filled it with wine vinegar, put it on a staff and offered it to Jesus to drink. The rest said, now leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes to save him. And when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. You know, I'm almost imagining him on the cross and all the people around him, just looking and laughing and taunting him continuously like a devil does. And I like the way the account of John discussed this part of the account of um, Jesus' death as well. So I'll add it. And it says, A jar of wine vinegar was there, and so they stuck a sponge in it, put the sponge on a stalk of the hyssop plant, and lifted it up to Jesus' lips. When he had received the drink, Jesus said, It is finished. It is finished. With that, he bowed his head and gave up the spirit. They did not kill Jesus. They didn't. They didn't have the power to do that. They crucified him, Yes. Humiliated him, yes, beat him, yes, slapped him, yes, insulted him, yes, for he willingly gave up the ghost. He willingly did this so that the will of the Father is done, that what is said in the scriptures is made manifest. I am so impressed with Jesus' focus. Just look at that. He was so particular to fulfill his purpose. No man had the ability to kill Jesus, he was just to just let it go. That is so touching and powerful in this is such a sad part of the scripture just reading it i'm just so amazed at how jesus submitted entirely to the process it is mind-blowing and so let me continue with verses 148 at that moment the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom now this is after jesus gave up the ghost so in make it after that the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom which we know represent the ability for us to go and seek God directly and not go through a high priest. The earth shook, the rocks split, and the tombs broke open. The bodies of many holy people who had died were raised to life. Wow! They have a second life. What a manner of opportunity. They came out of the tomb after Jesus' resurrection and went into the city, the holy city, and appeared to many people. When the centurion and those with him who were guarding Jesus saw the earthquake and all that had happened, they were terrified and exclaimed, Surely he must be the Son of God. Now I digress here. Really? You now believe? Even with all that you saw when he was living, you did not believe. But now, You are now convinced with the sons that came after his death that indeed he's son of God. You see, it took death for many people to believe that indeed Jesus is the son of God, which means more souls were won in death than in his life. There are so many reasons why he had to go through this process, these painful deaths, to save me and you. And I continue. So many women were there watching from a distance. They had followed Jesus from Galilee to care for his needs. Men, God bless women. Among these women were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of Jesus, Mary the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of Zebedee's sons. You know, I just imagine how Mary felt at this time. Yes, she knew it would happen, but it must have been very painful for her to go through as a mother joseph had already passed at this time but how jesus's mother saw her son go through this or maybe she heard because she wasn't there she probably didn't have the mind to really see her son go through this no mother would this is why i am so passionate about jesus this is why i am so convinced of his immense love for me This is why the cross is enough for me. There's a song that says just the cross is enough. It is enough for me. I just need to imagine Jesus on that cross. Honestly, it's enough. This is why we, me and you, have eternal life if we have given our life to Christ. This story always blows my mind when I read it. It's so touching, you know. It's like every time I read it, I get new revelation. Like, what manner of love is this? God reveals his love in a new dimension to me when I read these stories. So as I close out, if you are ever doubting God's love for you, if you are ever doubting God's love for you, I hope I have been able to convince you today and even through this week, that indeed Jesus loves you, you personally. He loves you so much, and no love can be compared to his immense love for you. And so, today, if you have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, and you want to give your life to Christ, or perhaps you have previously done that but have looked back, it will be such a great honor and pleasure for me to lead you to Christ. So please say with me, Dear Jesus, I know that I am a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I repent for my sins and invite you to come into my heart and life. I want to trust you and follow you as my Lord and personal Savior. In Jesus' name, Amen. And as you have prayed this prayer, I pray the Holy Spirit comes into your heart and you experience Him in a mighty way, an amazing encounter with Him in another dimension. In Jesus' name we've prayed. Amen. Thank you for listening today and I love you. And remember Jesus loves you so much. Bye.